1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Why do we as humans behave the way we do? Modern psychology has come up with various explanations for this. The following humorous folk song by Anna Russell reflects this. She says, I went to my psychiatrist to be psychoanalyzed to find out why I killed the cat and blacked my husband's eyes. He laid me on a downy couch to see what he could find, and here is what he dredged up from my unconscious mind. When I was one, my mummy hid my dolly in the trunk. And so it follows naturally that I am always drunk. When I was two, I saw my father kiss the maid one day, and that is why I suffer now from kleptomania. At three, I had the feeling of ambivalence towards my brothers. And so it follows naturally, I poison all my lovers. But I am happy now I've learned the lesson this has taught that everything I do that's wrong is someone else's fault. Well, in contrast to this thinking, the Bible teaches us that the real way to find help with our problems is not by blame shifting, but by humbly acknowledging them and finding forgiveness and freedom through God's grace to us in Christ. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: Hello and welcome to Set Free. It's Phil here and with me is author and teacher, Ken Legg. Throughout this week, we've been looking at helping others through one-on-one counselling. And I love that little uh, the poem, the song that you had there, Ken. It's uh, quite important, isn't it? We yeah. can all blame things on our upbringing, our environment, what we've been taught. But ultimately, it's actually not going to help us move on in our lives, is it? I agree. And, and, and that's a reflection of just the kind of confusion that there
1: can be out there in the counselling world. Let's say, for example, a man comes for counselling because he's been unfaithful in his marriage, okay, so he's in a mess and he wants some help. He wants some uh, guidance concerning this. Yep. If he went to a Freudian counsellor, and, and and by the way, Phil, I am simplifying here and uh, being very, mm-hmm. you know, kind of general in in my my yep. summary here. But yep. let's say he went to a Freudian counsellor, he might say something like this: Well, you've developed an overly strict super ego, that is your conscience or the thing that you feel you ought to do, and that's due to some authority figure in your life, probably your parents. Now, this is clashing right now with your id. Uh, That's what you really want, what you really desire, and that's the dilemma that you find yourself in right now. So blame your parents. Probably you have married your parents' ideal for a wife. Now, if the same man went to a humanistic counsellor, the humanist, of course, would really focus on really what's right for me, what's good for me, what's the best thing for me. So he might say something like this, well, what would make you happy? if it would make you happy to leave your wife and go with this woman, then you're best to do that thing. Or if he went to a behaviourist counsellor, a behaviourist, of course, believes that we're shaped by our environment. We're basically impacted by what's going on around us. So he would basically be concerned with what's going on with this person right now. And he'd say, look, the the kind of uh, conflict that you're under right now is not good for you. The best thing is for you to go and live somewhere else just while you get yourself straightened out. Maybe have Mm -hmm. six months apart and try to work out what you really want, but get out of this situation. And then, of course, you might go to an existentialist counsellor, and an existentialist really basically says there are no absolute standards. Uh, You know, he deals with what's called situation ethics. What might be right under one set of circumstances would not be the right thing under another set of circumstances. So he basically would say, well, who says it's wrong and who says it's right? You know, what's right for you? What's meaningful in your life? And maybe if it doesn't hurt anyone, why why not have two women,
0: you know? Yeah, it's all very different to the biblical perspective, though, and what a, a biblical counsellor might say. And you might remember yesterday I asked you, what has been an important aspect of your own counselling ministry? And you you mentioned that remembering the goal is leading people to Christ dependency was one of those key things. Yeah. Now, how does that fit here with some of the other major aspects of Christian counselling, as you see it? Very different to the kinds of counselling you've just outlined.
1: Exactly. I mean, you know, we're working from different foundational truths. So... Um, in a sense, Phil, I would say this, that counseling is is a form of discipleship. Okay. It's helping others to see what is the truth about them now uh, in their new creation identity and then helping them in the process of renewing their minds to live in accordance with what is true about them now as a Christian, as, as one of God's children. So let's look at what are some of the foundational truths that I have found, if you like, to be life-changing in my ministry. First of all, I would say the truth about our identity. Now, we've talked about that a few times on our program, but it is so crucial to understanding the Christian life. I believe that one of the greatest hindrances to to Christian growth and progress, if you like, is ignorance about our new creation identity. Um, There's probably few things that will impact upon our spiritual life more than a revelation of the truth about us now in Christ. Now, sadly, many Christians receive their identity messages from the wrong sources, uh, from you know their achievements, from what others are saying about them, from their behavior and, and all those kind of things. Mm. But the fact is that our identity is based upon the one
0: with whom we are identified. And we've talked about this a few times on this program. We have. This seems to be a foundational thing for dealing with all manner of different issues in the Christian walk. It is because the way that we see ourselves is the way that we are going to
1: ultimately behave. And that's why it's so important. You know, we we have the saying, it's not what you do that determines
0: who you are, but knowing who you are that will determine what you will do. Mm, And really our identity is actually already established and we're just working towards it. But a lot of people actually don't get that yet. It's as if, you know, some are living as the kings that they should be, but others are as paupers and not understanding what their identity really is. Yeah, I think that's a good analogy.
1: Um, the fact of the matter is that we all have the same resources, we all have the same position, we all have the same identity, mm. uh, but we don't all live the same. Why is that? Because some people know what is true about them and, and others don't, or some people know more than others, let's put it that way, mm. and we can only live out of that which we know to be the truth. Now let's go on from there then, Phil. Um, let's talk about the renewing of our mind, because once we know the truth, there is that process of, of learning to renew our minds in accordance with what is truth. And, of course, it's the truth that will set us free, isn't it? Absolutely. Now, I use this analogy of when the children of Israel came out of Egypt. Uh, they, The truth is this. They had a new identity, but the fact is they kept their old mentality. Uh, they never renewed their mind in accordance with what was true about them now. Mm. You know, they've been living for hundreds of years as slaves, but they were slaves no more. Uh, and so, you know, they, they they could not break free of that mindset. Well, we're only slaves. We can't think for ourselves. We cannot walk above this kind of level of living. Let's go back to Egypt. Let's just continue to make bricks and let's just continue to serve our masters. Yeah. At least we knew that life.
0: Yeah. We were comfortable with that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's the comfort zone thing, isn't it? Yeah. What other things are important to you in, in counseling foundationally, Ken? Well, for me,
1: it's vital that we learn to live by the grace of God. Uh, if we don't live by the grace of God, we become very legalistic. We become very religious. We become very law-based, sort of living by rules and regulations, and just the same as any other religion. Now, grace is what makes us different, of course. Yeah. And grace is living in the energy of His life. You know, it's a it's living in the power of the life of Christ, living out of what God has made us to be. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians lose sight of that and they get down to this rules and regulations thing. And unfortunately, that stifles life. That actually strangles the very life of God out of us, you know, Mm. because we end up in the flesh. And Paul says that's never, ever a good marriage, us living with rules. Us being married to rules ends up being very sterile.
0: Mm. But us abiding in Christ, learning to draw from his life, becomes a very fruitful thing. Living in rules doesn't answer the why question. It just says, do this, do this, do this. But why? It's because of the relationship that we have in Christ or with Christ. And therefore, it's actually not about rules. It's about relationship. Yeah. uh, Paul puts it this way. He says, legalism
1: will nullify the grace of God. So any area in our lives that we're trying to control by a set of rules Uh, we're actually destroying the grace of God in that area. We're we're cancelling out the grace of God. That's what legalism does because it sends us back into the energy of the flesh. We're drawing from our own resources, trying to live up to these rules that we've set for ourselves instead of walking by faith in the Son
0: of God. Helpful advice this week on the subject of one-on-one counselling and we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Lake and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.